Hello, Ali, and welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. Hi, John. Good evening. Thank you so much. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I hope you're also doing well. Yes, I'm doing really well. As you know, the temperature is dropping. It's starting to actually get really cold here, but I'm doing really same well. Here in, <laughs> same here in Nanjing, actually. It's been very cold recently. I know, I know. As it gets closer to January, this time of year is when it starts to get really cold. So, yeah, we should be expecting snowing sometime soon. Yes, yes. I'm not looking yeah. forward to it. But what can yeah. we do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Ali, thank you again for agreeing to be a guest. I'm really excited to have you on. I'm excited to discuss this topic with you. So, before we jump into the topic of women entrepreneurs i would like you to just tell us a little bit more about you where you're from and what brought you to china uh, well uh, i'm a likhadir from koita city koita is the capital of baluchistan province of pakistan uh, in terms of like geographic region uh, baluchistan is the biggest province in pakistan but in terms of uh, population it is the smallest one uh, well, uh, uh, it, it was 2009 uh, when a senior friend of mine uh, uh, attended a career counseling session. Uh, he was a student of the same university, NUA, uh, the university I'm currently doing my postgraduate. So since that time, like he recommended like uh, studying here in China, the lifestyle and everything. And besides that, my elder brother was also having and import and export business so for me like i was curious very curious that how china is going to be how how is it possible that everything written is made in china so since that time i was kind of excited and i planned that i will go to china and would do my higher uh, education from any chinese university so like that curiosity like Gradually, it became a kind of dream for me. Then, uh, yeah, in 2014, I met it and then I came here. Uh, I did my undergraduate. I was graduated in 2018 in uh, international trade and uh, economics. And currently, I'm doing my postgraduate, um, in, like in second year. Uh, like my field is applied economics and I'm measuring in international trade. Wow. So you've been here, you said, since 2014? Yeah, like uh, about six years. Yeah. So you did your first degree here and now you're doing your master's? Yeah. Yeah. I did my bachelor's. I mean, like uh, undergraduate and currently I'm doing my master's. Yeah. And your focus is economics and now you're doing international trade. Uh, yeah. My focus is like applied economics. I'm measuring in international trade. Wow. And did I hear you correctly? Yeah. You said you got married. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I didn't get married. Oh, <laughs> <Just single. laughs> I thought yeah. you said, no, I thought I heard you say I got married. Then I came here. I thought, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. No, I said I like finally married in 2014 and he came oh, here. Got, yeah. it. got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, everybody yeah. now knows that you're single, right? So, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, so how are you enjoying um, studying here in, in China? I mean, I imagine you could have gone and studied someplace else, but you decided to come here. Uh, well, uh, like the plan I was having, uh, normally we see a lot of students around us, like 
they do not come with plans. They say like, uh, well, my parents sent me, I came here. But actually, I came with a plan. As I said, that we were having our family business. My elder brother was doing import and export. Like, uh, he used to come to China. Uh, that time in 20, like 2009, uh, our business was really good. So that was the time when I decided that, okay, I would go do my higher education in China. And besides that, I would be helping him in business. So right. while I come here, like it's been six years and uh, in terms of like academic life, social life, and in terms of opportunities, uh, yeah, I can say like uh, there are much opportunities as compared to like back home uh, in here. There are like learning opportunities and as well as the opportunities where you can perform what you have learned. So it has mm. been quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you're from Balochistan. It's beautiful there. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, it's the biggest uh, province of Pakistan in terms of region. But the population there is, uh, isn't that big. It is the smallest in terms of, uh, uh, like, if you call about the population. It's like very few number of people live there, yeah. Yeah, but I've seen some yeah. of the pictures and it is absolutely stunning. I saw, I remember looking at pictures of beaches and waterfalls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah, goodness. Yeah. It was yeah. absolutely Hopefully gorgeous. I would, be, I would be welcoming you someday there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It looks yeah, really yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah okay. I have a visit sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't actually yeah. been to Pakistan. I've been nearby. I've been to Nepal. I've been to India, but I haven't been okay. to Pakistan. So, but Hopefully I will get next there. one. Next one yeah, would yeah. be to Pakistan then. <laughs> Absolutely, I want to see the world, so it's okay. But yeah, yeah I've sure, seen, sure, welcome. I've, yeah. I've seen some pictures of different areas of Pakistan, and it's absolutely stunning. Just like landscape, really beautiful pictures. Uh, yeah, and uh, recently, Pakistan for 2020, Pakistan is uh, uh, has ranked the first one, the top like uh, uh, destination for uh, like. Uh, I can say for uh, tourism and travel. Mm, yeah, it's really. Last week, last week, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Pakistan that's good. is yeah the the top. Yeah. All right. Okay. More reason yeah. to go. More reason to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so we're gonna talk a little bit about female entrepreneurs in Pakistan. So yeah. would you like to first just introduce us a little bit to? Like, tell us a little bit, of, I guess, about the entrepreneurial environment overall in Pakistan before we start to focus on women specifically. Uh, well, uh, if I compare now to, uh, like, back 2005, 2006, when I was a kid and I was kind of involved in business with my elder brother, he was doing import and export business. So he started from zero in a very short time. Uh, he could become one of the biggest importer and exporter in the small city, in a small uh, uh, population uh, we are having there. So anybody, like if you get any something, some new ideas, some new uh, opportunities, my brother started from zero. He was, he was like, he didn't have any capital, anything, but he started from zero in a very short time. He could, he could, become one of the biggest trader I can say in the whole city mm. so uh, there were opportunities but uh, 
by the time like uh, it 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 somehow the the business structure and as well as the uh, condition the like the all over economy of Pakistan somehow in, uh, like influence the war and everything. But recently, like uh, if I compare now with the like five or six years ago, uh, now it is booming again. Like and now, and when I talk to people, when I ask them, so they still like feel yeah, they still hope that it is it is getting better and better, and there are much opportunities for the newcomers who are gonna jump with a new idea of starting something there. Mm, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned your brother quite a bit. Um, yeah. He's your he's your older brother, and you said he is uh, doing import and export. Uh, yeah, he used to do. He used to do. actually recently he moved to Australia. He used to do import and export business. Uh, he used to come to China and import some garments, uh, product, clothing, undergarments, and those stuff. And then we used to export them to like our. Uh, because our province, we have border with Iran, so we used to export to Iran and supply all our, uh, like the province we are living, Balochistan, all over Balochistan, and then as well as we used to export a part of it to Iran as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. and you said he started, he started with nothing. And with nothing, actually, yeah. Yeah, he had no capital, yeah. you said, and he was able and to... Yeah, actually, he business. started with a very, uh, I can say, with a very small shop. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, gradually, in few years, uh, uh, I can say, yeah, uh, he 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 became one of the biggest uh, trader in 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 our city and even in in our uh, Balochistan province. Right, right. Yeah. Now, yeah. what are some of the, the popular industries that young people in particular are getting into in uh, in the entrepreneurial scene back in Pakistan? Is it technology mainly or something else? Oh, actually not technology as compared to like other, like if we compare with developed regions, not really. Currently, mm -hmm. there are a lot to be improved now. But yeah, there are very good opportunities if we talk about in terms of e-commerce, uh, the logistic system, each and everything. There is too much gap there. If I compare China and our hometown or even Pakistan, there is still much need to be done there in terms of uh, uh, logistic, online payment and e-commerce uh, overall. Mm -hmm. So like before people have been focusing to start like uh, with a small shop, uh, normally traditional type of business or trade. So, mm -hmm. but now there is a huge gap between the traditional and e-commerce, e uh, because for that one, in terms of like facilities, the online payment, logistic system, uh, I think it needs uh, a little bit time to get improved. Uh, so after that, we can see like e-commerce or online shopping, uh, like in in here in China, we have. So it needs some time to be like improved and those facilities were improved, uh, then uh, we can have like online shopping there. So there are opportunities. Mm. I feel uh, like what I have learned to my experience in the last six years in China, uh, there are much opportunities for the youth, uh, those who are studying here in China or anywhere is in any of the developed region. 
like what we have been learning, what we have seen here, uh, we can go back and perform uh, very well in the development of our province or overall country. Yeah, what you yeah. just said is something that all the students that I've met here have said to me that China has really opened up the world of opportunities to them and they're just soaking everything up and with 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 a plan to return home to exactly. apply and implement a lot of what they've gleaned here back in their in their respective countries home countries exactly yeah yeah exactly exactly that's true yeah 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 so let's talk about female entrepreneurs in pakistan is that is it popular i mean i i've read about female entrepreneurs throughout pakistan i've had i've interviewed some on on my platform um what is it like now in 2019 as we enter a new decade 2020 uh, well i would like to go in the history first like how the female entrepreneurship used to be in pakistan i was very i was a kid that time when uh, uh, I could see my mom was doing some handicrafts at home. Uh, and then she used to sell out to our neighbors or uh, anybody like who needed that. At uh, that time, our economic condition wasn't that good, like including my father, my elder brother, they all used to work outside. Uh, but females were also involved, like each and every female at like in every family, they used to do some sort of handicrafts. They knew they knew to do like uh, 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 sewing some clothes and those type of things. And then uh, it was quite useful for them, and they could they could earn a, a little bit money. But since the economy has improved, and but and I observe that all has been like happening in front of my eyes, the female stopped working. Female stopped working before that. Female used to work at home, inside your home, and they had like a very small, some machinery or even like handicraft, those things, and they could mm -hmm. earn uh, uh, like a little bit. But when the economy was improved, let's say um, my father started business, my brother started business, then my mom stopped working. My, my sister, I have one of my sisters, she also used to do those handicraft. She stopped working, and I could see in my neighborhood, they all stopped working actually the culture there if i talk about our people like our home our family is the females are mostly at home uh, the male go outside do work whether they are entrepreneurs they are shopkeepers whether they are uh, labor in any factory but there 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 is still now it's 2019 there is no concept of female entrepreneur there is no concept of a female to work or earn money. So mm. uh, yeah, there is, I can say a huge gap uh, before like my sister could study until like primary school. After that, she, she, she couldn't study because my parents, my brothers could not afford her, her study. And as well mm. as there were some cultural influence that what would she do if she studies? Because there is no concept of like, okay, uh, very few students, very few female students now now they are like studying, uh, graduating, and they started working outside. But before there was no concept like that. The females mm -hmm. were all about like to to stay at home, uh, like deal the everything at home, and the men were used to go outside. But gradually, when improvement kept coming, and then girls started to graduate, started to studying, 
and in the current slave there are some but not not that much we see some female uh, uh, entrepreneurs they are opening their uh, uh, i can say shops uh, opening some uh, 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 driving car uh, or or something uh, i can say uh, like that but still i see uh, in most of the families if if i talk about my family uh, there is not a single female who works outside it's mm-hmm. only our um, like my like male members of our family work but in terms of female no because my mom didn't go to school at all my sister just could go to the sixth class and after that when she got married and until now she has supposed to stay at home so mm. what i observe of this like these are bringing a lot of challenges as well in our societies because mm. let's say if uh, if a male in 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 a family goes on travel or anything happen then all the females at home uh, it is hard for them to go outside and earn money mm. yeah yeah so based on these on these uh, challenges uh, when i see it is kind of like disaster for those families uh, who who don't have any male member of, of or there is only one male member either he gets sick or he passed away but for the family members later it became like they, they would not have any choice because they they are not experienced they never work outside and uh, it is not easy for them to to do something to earn the three times meal yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. i i'm i'm very curious is this the same in the big cities like let's say if we went to karachi or lahore or islamabad would that be the same uh not really in the big cities as i said our city is quite small in terms of uh, development those things are still like underdeveloped in the big mm-hmm. cities no big cities their culture in pakistan uh, we have multicultural like every uh-huh. part every province every part of people they have their own culture the big uh-huh. cities like karachi islamabad lahore those cities no those cities their females started like uh, the the educational facilities there their culture perspective it was far better than as that female can go graduate and then can start working it was 2013 when i for the first time i came out of our hometown of our city and when i went to karachi and i see in offices mostly female working in hospital here and there i was kind of uh, for me it was something new mm. for me it was something new that wow females in here come out they work in offices like in hospitals here there for me that was actually something new and i found it really interesting but compared to our our city our like no very few very few like it used mm. to be in the past now a little bit there is improvement yeah yeah so yeah. what do you what about the next generation like i know you said there's your mom there's your sister what about when your your siblings have children and they and they have daughters do you think it will be different for them because now Actually, yeah yeah mm-hmm. it would be different because now uh, i have uh, four nieces yeah four nieces they all go to school even uh, my generation the girls and the females of my generations they go to university there are educational facilities for them the culture perspective and everything has changed and uh, after they uh, graduate 
uh, they can go outside, they can work, they can be an entrepreneur, they can start their business. So I see like generation wise, I see the, the, the changes are coming and improvements are coming in this term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think you're you're starting to see the changes. I thought it was really interesting when you said you went into was it Lahore for the first time? Karachi, and you saw Karachi, Karachi. Karachi okay. And yeah. you saw all the women working. What was that like? I mean you were you saw you said it, you I think the word you used was interesting. How so? Uh, actually uh what I went to Karachi for is to take my father for treatment and mm. in hospital I see like most of the staffs working there, uh, like uh, working with uh, doctors in laboratory, in medical store. I saw all female staff working there. But in our hometown in 2013, it was not like that. In mm. hospital or some places, you would like very few female staff, mostly male staff were there. And besides mm -hmm. that, when I went to, when I went to banks uh, in, in Karachi, some shopping malls, some other places, and I could see the change that, wow, females in, in here, you will see more females on the road, they are going to offices, they are going to work, but in our hometown, it was not like that. Females were all, all they just stayed home. But, mm. but in Karachi, yeah, in, uh, 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 like early morning, you could see like a big number of females going to their job, going to their business, so that was actually interesting for me. But in, in our hometown in 2013, it was not like that. It was quite opposite. You would see just males are, or just uh, children are going to school and um, males are going to work. Females, mostly they are just at home. Yeah. And I think yeah. this, wherever, wherever you go in the world, you tend to see that in the big cities, the cosmopolitan cities, multicultural cities, there's more in engagement of women in, in the society. And then sure, as you get sure. out into the, the smaller areas, the more, yeah. the rural areas, the, the outskirts, you see, you start to see less of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, like even those who cannot go out, whose like family culture cannot allow them to go out. Uh, in 2018, I went back home and we friends, like whenever we go back, we share our ideas about China, our perspective and how to bring improvement, how to create uh, opportunities for our female or like whoever are like underdeveloped. So talking mm -hmm. about female, we came up with the ideas of like they can do sitting at home, they can be an entrepreneur. They can start mm -hmm. their handicraft once again. They can plant mm -hmm. trees because our houses, our homes is not like China, just apartment. No, we have big houses. We can have a small garden there. So many mm -hmm. ideas came up that they can they can plant uh, some uh, vegetables, can sell them online, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we there were many ideas that staying at home because the family culture most of them they cannot allow them to go out and work. Sitting mm -hmm. sitting at home like uh, like uh, they can do some handicrafts, a lot of things they can do and they can be uh, and like sitting at home and can be can earn money. So this is like mm -hmm. part of our our ideas that in future uh, we would like to work for the females who cannot go out, who just stay at, at home. Yeah, you've mentioned yeah. a few times that it's it's the family culture. So it's not necessarily every what's happening outside, but it's more the family. So it's more the the immediate family that has decided, okay, 
we want the women to to kind of stay in the home and the, want the men to go out. Is that is that correct? If I say that? Yeah, actually, in in the past, like if we if we hear some stories from our mom, uh, for mm -hmm. them, like it was not staying at home. The time, like mm -hmm. uh, my father was a farmer, my mother was a farmer. The female mm -hmm. could go outside and work on the farm. But when they shifted in the city, in the city, they could not find any, any sort of opportunity for them to go and work outside. For that, mm. the requirement was that whether you should have some college degree or something like that. Because in our in our city, we don't have any kind of factories or big industries, something like that. It's a very small city and outside in shops, all female. Like mostly the, the shopkeepers are all, all male, not females. So they could not get those opportunities. And as well as there is some culture perspective as well that in past the culture has been kind of like strict, we can say. But by mm -hmm. the time it has been modernized, they think that, yeah, females should also study, graduate, be doctor, be engineer, be a business person. So now I can say the culture has been modernized and most of the families now they want their daughter to get degree and then to work outside. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, with time, yeah. with time, things do change. And exactly. you made a very, yeah. you made an interesting point that um, if something happens to the men, then the women suffer because there's there's no other means for econ for economic prosperity in the home because it's all uh, focused on the male, right? So your your husband yeah. is it brings in the Ex income. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, recently, like uh, the security condition back home in our hometown wasn't that good, and uh, we saw many big challenges of such families that there was only one man who was earning the bread and something happened to him and mm. the whole family collapsed because yeah. the, the daughters in the family, they are illiterate. Uh, they are, I can say, they don't have any degree, college degree. The mother, uh, uh, the same as well. And they don't, they don't know any kind of like art or anything they could do. So it is hard for them to, 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 earn, to earn money or to survive after that. So this, I can see one of the biggest challenges is one. Uh, in future, like there are more opportunities for such kind of families that uh, we somehow let them learn, let them learn some handicraft or uh, like uh, sewing clothes or something like that. There has been some like small uh, welfare organizations who are kind of like having some small mini factories and teaching those girls and those females uh, how to sew clothes, you know? to uh, dress with the with the machine and everything they are training them uh, so they can somehow like start their own like business or earn, earn a little bit but still this is there is a, like a very big challenge we see there are many families like that uh, if the man who works like passed away or something happened to him uh, it is a big challenge for that family to survive after that yeah for sure for sure yeah. because yeah. um also even if there's a brother, the brother may have gone off and he's gotten married and he has his own family. So every everybody's kind of moved on. And then there's just the woman and let's say she only has all girls. So then what would happen then? Would she then be move in with a, a relative or what you said the whole family would fall apart? So what would what would be the end result? Uh, well, maybe some welfare uh, organizations would come like uh, to help them in any ways. 
uh, they will try their best to somehow find any way or they will go to uh, will do uh, uh, will go to the some some other family members like will do their housework and then they will pay them a little bit but mm-hmm. they, they would still be uh, I can say uh, challenging for them you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah because they, they don't have much much opportunity or they don't know uh, what to do. Mm, yeah. yeah, I was going to say um, technology could be really helpful in these instances because then the woman doesn't necessarily have to leave the home. She just needs her laptop. She just needs an internet connection, right? Yeah, that is actually we discussed in uh, 2018 uh, with some of our friends that uh, like a part of these females, those who cannot go out, they know some handicraft and some other stuff or uh, I can say home gardening or uh, they can plant uh, some uh, vegetables in their home garden, and then they can later, they can sell online. Because a friend of mine, uh, his sister is doing some handicraft, and then he's doing like uh, e-business, e-commerce with the help of uh, uh, technology. Nowadays, almost everyone, everyone is having a smartphone. Everyone knows about these things, and um, uh, that can be very, very helpful that can be very helpful in terms of uh, uh, technology. Everywhere they have got internet access and then by by the use of uh, technology, sitting at home, they can do a lot. Like uh, as yes. we see the, 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 the Chinese here, like if we, if, we, if we take the example of Chinese friends here, uh, the females, most of the females I have seen, uh, the, those whom I know, they're just sitting at home and doing online business. And uh, that is how they are like, uh, uh, earning and that is how they are running their life. So this the same opportunity we, we can have for our females, those uh, whose whose family culture I can say cannot allow them to go and work outside. So they, they can do their business at home as well. But um, the same for me. The same for me. Like uh, uh, sometimes when some quarrel happen at home, then I tell my mom and my sisters that in China uh, the female is not supposed to stay at home. If, if the expenses of home is 100 RMB, 50 RMB is supposed to be earned by wife and 50 RMB is supposed to be earned by husband. So mm. this is how, how the lifestyle, how the culture is here. But unfortunately mm. for us, women and female, they're all like just staying at home. And uh, there is not a single concept for them of can they, can they also earn money? Can they also have an opportunity of doing a business or something yeah mm. the, the, mostly the people don't have any any sort of concept like that yeah because you know it's yeah. it's just two separate two very different cultures you know two very very different cultures True. very yeah. different yeah. societies very different yeah. political and economic systems True. and True. Yeah. yeah and i think but do do your mom and sister respond are they curious when you tell them that you know the women here are very enterprising or is it just ah interesting <laughs> what is the uh, response like actually my elder brother this year in march uh, he came here it was my i have three elder brothers one of them okay. it was his first time uh, he came to china and uh, like while we were walking outside he, we made a video call for like back home and we let my mom, my sister-in-law and my sister see that how the females in here at different age, like young, old, how they are working. 
And for them, it was like uh, interesting. They said, wow, that is, that is interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, Even, yeah. you know, at my school where I teach entrepreneurship, yeah. my students uh-huh. are age yeah. from 14 until 18. And the girls, you know, they, they have, they already know, they come to the class with their business plan, their ideas, wow. and, they're, and they're ready. And they tell you, you know, they're so clear. They say, you know, this is my family's business, but I'm not going to get involved in that. I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. This is what Something I want to do. Something better than that. Something better <laughs> yeah. than that. Yeah. Or they yeah, just yeah, want yeah. to do their that. own thing. They want to do their exactly. own thing. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really interesting to see that. So I think, um, even for me as a, as a female myself, I mean, I grew up in a, in a culture that's a little bit different to the culture that you're discussing, but still, and I've lived in other places as well, but coming here, what I see here, I've never seen anything like it before. I think that yeah. uh, just China generally, but Chinese women are very, very enterprising, very much so. And true, this country, true, just share numbers alone, they have the largest number of entre- women entrepreneurs in the world. They also have wow. the largest number of, of female, I think it's like billionaires and millionaires, self-made. Majority wow. of them are wow. self-made. Because when you look at other countries, the women tend to are very wealthy. It's it's normally like an inherited wealth, you know, from the father or the husband. But here, yeah. the, the very wealthy women are self-made. They're all self-made. And um, some very, very inspiring stories have come out of China. And a lot of the women here say that they don't seem to have, they don't, they don't, they don't feel like they have the kind of issues that say women in other countries talk about, like problems with funding and, and problems with gender. So maybe it's not, it's just a different, it's a different situation here for, for whatever reason, I think it's just different. <laughs> yeah. It's different it's actually. Di- yeah. Uh, like two weeks ago I went to EU and then in there, like I found that, uh, the richest person in EU is a female who used to be a former at a very young age, and now uh, those like skyscrapers building are all owned by her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then it was for me like really inspiring. And even I told that story back home that see the female here, the woman here, how enterprising they are, how how like successful they are in terms yeah. of business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But going back yeah. to the technology thing, you know, yeah. I had with this Men Engage series, I had one of my, I think it was my second guest. Um, mm-hmm. He he was from Nigeria and he was talking about the fact that technology means that women no longer have to feel constrained uh, in terms of how far they can go because their competitors are anywhere in the world now because they can start an online business, you know, they can do anything online. And that means that it's opened up so many more opportunities for them. So I think that's definitely something that if women in countries, in countries where the, the, the family structure is maybe a little bit more strict and rigid, they should definitely explore how they can use technology, how they can, uh, leverage technology to create a financially independent situation for themselves. Yeah, actually, uh, using in terms of technology, I have some examples back home. Uh, yeah. A group of female, uh, like they open a restaurant outside. Uh, then it was like quite strange for the people. Those who have been living in our city have never gone outside. So mm-hmm. they somehow 
got many criticism that how female can come out can serve the male customers x y z so mm. what 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 the, the other group of female did they, they came up with the idea of like cooking at home and they started selling online they mm. they uh, they they like uh, used uh, instagram they are using facebook and uh, mm. they are asking like address though we don't have any online payment system it is like on on delivery uh, payment but yeah they are doing their business they are running they are just staying at their home like every day different different kind of food they are cooking and uh, selling them out and i have observed that their business is going very well so th- mm. these are like uh, many examples like there that my friend's sister yeah she is like selling some sort of handicrafts not even inside our country but even outside uk and the in the different uh, uh, other countries by the use of uh, technology and e-commerce platform uh, she has gone so far yeah absolutely and it's yeah. something that women are leveraging all over the world i mean and in various industries too technology whether they're creating apps or they're building platforms just in educational businesses online businesses health startups technology startups but they're doing it all online and yeah, that means exactly, that there's exactly. a lot of yeah. and they don't they don't feel the need to you know sometimes depending on the culture that you that you grew up in maybe the men feel like if the woman goes out to work she's competing with me sort of so if if you have your own business and you're doing your own thing online there isn't that sort of idea of a competition it's just okay she's doing her own thing you know this is her her space she doesn't have to leave the home she it's not it's not something problematic but she can earn money and she can decide how and when she wants to work so it won't yes, necessarily conflict exactly. with say any other responsibilities that she might have like taking care of relatives or her children or cooking or anything like that because i think we have to be very practical about how about how we um we apply these solutions because culture doesn't change overnight right so true, rather than true, saying true. rather than putting a woman in a situation where it's going to create more conflict you have to try to create a situation that will benefit all sides you know true true yeah yeah like yeah. me i was born in 1993 and the changes like the, the generations or uh change by like time by time change i have seen uh, so i have too much hope that uh, the upcoming generations the current generations of course they are working on it and the upcoming generations we would be having more and more female uh, entrepreneurs in our hometown uh, i am i'm looking forward to that day and i'm sure uh, that would yeah yeah for sure that, the that reason come, yeah The reason why I mentioned that is because I know of situations where there've been various projects created in different parts of the world where the woman is is sort of being empowered let's say okay to go out and work and yeah. make her own money but then when she comes home her husband is very upset that he's not happy yeah. about this okay and he beats yeah. her or there's like rape in the home or there's violence because he feels like okay now she's being allowed because of this micro program or that government program or whatever the program is to go out and yeah. work and make money and he feels a bit threatened by that so the woman the woman is making the money but then when she gets home she's in a hostile situation because her husband isn't happy about that you see so 
yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes these programs have good intentions, but the outcomes aren't always great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you meant you said that you believe the next generation, the future generation, is going to create something different. But how how is that going to happen in more of the the more rural areas in your country? Because I imagine the women, like we said, in the bigger cities, they're they're just going, they're moving forward. But how do you bring that out to to the the outskirts? That kind of change. Uh, well, uh, talking about rural areas in our province, uh, to be honest, currently this is twenty nineteen. Uh, they don't have the access to the basic facilities of life. Yeah. Uh, if I yeah. talk about rural areas of our province. Uh, there is no electricity, no gas. Uh, they don't have a formal home to live in. Still, there are challenges. Uh, for them, it, it's going to take longer time. And uh, mm. we expect, we hope, the government, the current one or the upcoming, gov the, the, uh, upcoming government, uh, they are going to provide the basic facilities. Uh, because we are kind of people that if... if uh, if the government or if the state managed to provide the basic facilities, we create the opportunities ourselves. Mm. I, yeah, I've, I have observed all these in front of my eyes that the areas or the cities or the towns where the people are having the basic facilities of life, electricity, gas, like uh, proper infrastructure and everything, then people, people from, from that point, people will take the uh, uh, responsibility. They will take a responsibility. They will create opportunities. They will they will have like uh, small industries, factories over there. So the rural areas currently in our province, uh, they are to be to be honest, very underdeveloped. Very underdeveloped. Yeah. At the first stage, currently we need them to be facilitated with the basic facilities. With the basic mm. facilities, then they will be. Even though, even though many of them, like they currently have the uh, 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 opportunities, uh, like those, I, I can say, like home gardening and those things, yeah. uh, they, they yeah. can do it very well. Compared to the cities, the like uh, the families living, the females living in, in rural areas, they can do better than the than, than the females living in the city. But mm. if if they were somehow facilitated with with electricity, with internet access, of course, they would be able, able to, to do it in the coming years. Mm. So yeah. it sounds like there's, there's a, just a general infrastructure problem that needs to be fixed first. Yeah. Before, yeah, that, before you can even, is. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because compared to the villages or compared to the rural areas of China, when, uh, when I travel to the rural areas in China, when I see that at least uh, they have their basic facilities of life. They mm -hmm. have home to live, they have electricity, they have gas, uh, they have water. Like, connections, they mm -hmm. have water. It, it, yeah, but unfortunately in our uh, rural areas, the females have to walk more than one hour to bring like few bottles of water to drink. Mm. They don't have clean water access. So these are the like basic problems. Once these things are, these facilities are, uh, provided, then of course they would be able to, to perform to come up. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also here in China, the government has 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 been implementing, as we know, over the past forty years of its opening up, the anti-poverty campaign, which is which also involved the mass relocation of people from remote yeah. rural villages into um, the the more bigger cities in an attempt to reduce poverty. So it's like it's been yeah. this whole. I mean, it's very complicated. It's very controversial. People debate it all the time, but essentially, it's an anti-poverty drive. So, relocation yeah. from rural villages into the bigger cities to 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 combat this problem, which is what exactly what you're describing, is that you have people living in the rural villages who don't have anything. Yeah. You know, there there's holes all over the place. There's crack roofs. There's like yeah. it's like shacks. So rather exactly, than having exactly. them yeah. having them live there. They've been moving yeah. them into the cities, into affordable housing, and so on and so forth. But that has its pros and cons too, because sometimes these people, these this is their hometown, this is their village, this is all they know, and then you exactly. take them from that yeah. environment, and then you put them into yes, it's cleaner, yes, it's better, yes, it's nicer, and they have more jobs and opportunities. But there's yeah. something about the spirit, the emotional side that they lose. They lose that connection. So. Yeah. Yeah, it it comes with its pros and cons, right? It's like, do you leave people to live in poverty where they feel comfortable, and they feel connected, yeah. or do you exactly. move them exactly. into yeah. into into someplace else where they have opportunity and access to better education and jobs, but then they feel disconnected? So yeah. it's one yeah, of those that's things. true. Yeah, yeah, it has its like pros and cons, of course. It has. Yeah, but this country has yeah. done very well when it comes to reducing poverty. So uh, I think inspiring, that... yeah, to the policies, to the development. Uh, when I observe, when I study, uh, when I go and talk to the people, like uh, yeah, it is kind of like inspirational for me. And when I see the target they have set, like four or five year targets, and how do they achieve it? How do they work for their people? It's like amazing. Yeah, definitely. It's mm. definitely admirable. I think that the country has its critics, but you can't take that away from them. You know, I think yeah. when it comes to human rights, the most important human right is the right to live free of poverty, the right to have access to food, the right to to have access to education. And if your if your government is focused on making sure that you don't live in poverty and and they're doing a good job at it, I mean, you have to celebrate that. There's no yeah. dignity in poverty, so <laughs> true, true, true. You know, and unfortunately, yeah. there are a lot of like areas. If I talk about our own, that uh, that we are the people, as I just like while ago mentioned, that people don't have the the basic facilities of life. Yeah, but it, but in here in China, compared to them, yeah, they they fortunately they are they have the excess of those basic facilities. They don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Mm. What I was going to ask you is, do you think that when we talked about um, uh, what what will happen, what women need for the future, what role do you think women in the bigger cities in Pakistan can play in helping women in the more remote areas of the country? Do you think they they have a role they can play as well in developing them, like uh, giving them more opportunities to become economically independent or to become entrepreneurs themselves? Uh, as I as I mentioned that most of the female living in rural areas in Pakistan, uh, they they somehow do some handicrafts. I can say, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
like uh, home gardening and all those things. So the female living in the bigger cities or in the cities, uh, they are the ones who know about technology, who know about uh, economic condition, who know about business, who know about age and everything. So mm -hmm. they can somehow get outsourced from them. Uh, they can mm -hmm. outsource their, their ability because female living in the rural areas in Pakistan, you would find them that they are able to do to do those those small things. Either it is uh, handicraft, either it is gardening, either it is like uh, making those small uh, decorations and all those things. So I mm. I hope that the females living in the cities uh, they can create a, a business platform for them, an e-commerce platform for them, where they can create those things like uh, provide them some basic facilities basic machineries where they can uh, create more where they can manufacture there and then the, the 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 female in the in the city or in the big cities they can help them sell out to outside world or even inside the country yeah for sure yeah. but then you yeah. would also have to have make sure that you have the the infrastructure to deliver those goods because with online platforms you need to have yeah. Delivery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the basic, of course, the, the, the basic yeah. facilities. Once once there are basic facilities, once there is infrastructure, then everything is uh, possible, I guess so. Yeah, yeah for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Ali, it has been really, really great to, to listen to you and to hear from you about um, your home country. And what I, the final question I have for you is, what... Um, parting words do you have for the listeners? Because as I told you, the audience are all aspiring entrepreneurs or uh, early stage entrepreneurs who are in developing economies, emerging markets. I have male listeners and I have female listeners as well. Um, but since men engage is for the women in particular, what words of inspiration would you like to share with the women who are listening in? About okay, for being an entrepreneur. Uh, well, I like I am a social activist a volunteer. Have been working on some goals of sustainable development. Uh, the my based on my life experience, uh, one of the biggest challenges I observe is the gender equality. Based mm -hmm. on the culture or family bond, I see that uh, females are never empowered. They have been like. Uh, uh, male has always uh, been the, uh, I can say, dominant at home, and they they are not provided uh, opportunities. Me, like on my behalf, the I I hope I believe and whatever I could do that the coming generation, even our current generation, like what I can do is that like of course. Uh, based on my on my resources I have based on my capacity or ability uh, I will I will work on this I will work to empower female as I said our the female in our hometown the females in our province uh, they really need such change so I have been part of this change since long ago and uh, in future as well and currently as well I'm working for ideas and uh, hopefully uh, I can I can I can put an impact. I can bring a change for the coming uh, female uh, generations. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I want yeah. I want to thank you for that because I know you do a lot of I mean I, I see all your moments on WeChat and I know you do oh, a lot you. here. Yeah, thank I know you, you do a thank lot you. of volunteering and I know you do yeah. a lot. I think it was yesterday or today you posted that you were you delivered winter clothes and school bags and books. Uh, yeah, it was this morning. Yeah, this morning. Yeah. yeah. So I know yeah. you do yeah. a lot yeah. of work generally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think Thank social activist is an understatement for what you do. You're very involved in everything. And I really yeah. admire that. And yeah. um, Thank you. I, Thank you for your support. Yeah. And, uh, My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. I want to thank you for uh, for everything that you're doing. I mean, it, you're not just an activist in your country. You're an activist here, too. And um, yeah. I think that uh, when you do go home, it will be interesting to hear from you again, you know, the kinds of programs or different things that you're kind of implementing or working towards back home as well. Because like you said, the younger generation is coming up, so they want something a little bit different, right? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, because uh, based on my life experience, uh, whenever I go back home, either I stay one month, two months, uh, I take, I don't take it as a vacation. I, before going, uh, the organizations or the friends of mine, I know, uh, I mostly arrange some kind of workshops or events to share with people what I have learned here, mm. to share the ideas of how these peoples are going ahead, going forward. So this is like my aim that what I learned from here, I will deliver it back home and I will let people know how these people are going, going yeah. ahead. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, yeah. Ali. Well, it has been a pleasure. Thank you again so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. So that's it yeah. from Ali. And until next time, bye for now.